Yeah, I know y'all was bumping your head to the intro music. Yeah, I know it was fire. Big shout out to Praxior for making the beats for me. Uh, you can find him at YouTube slash PraxyPlays or his Insta at Praxior or Twitter at Praxior. He makes, um, what do we call them? How-to videos. How-to about your favorite artists. Like my favorite one was the How-to The Baby. That one was Flame. He sounded like The Baby, even though it's The Baby and I said The Baby. He sounded like The Baby. Thing is super fire. Uh, check out Praxy. Praxy Plays on YouTube. Praxior on everything else. He made the intro beat and the outro beat. You gotta bump your head to that one too. Um, hello, bonjour, marhaba, uh, bienvenido, uh, bom dia. Um, what's another way? Uh, ni hao, anyanso. Um, I forgot the Japanese one. Um, who remembers how to say hi Japanese? Konnichiwa, yeah, yeah. Konnichiwa, aloha. Doesn't aloha mean hello and goodbye? Yeah. See. Aloha. What up? And what else do I know? What up? What up? Wagwan. Yeah, shout out to the Jamaicans. Uh, and hello in any other language that you guys know. Welcome to A Lot About Nothing, the show where we talk about everything, but in the end, it means nothing. If you want to know what that means, just keep listening to the show. My name is Chris, and I'm here with my co host, Shell. Shell. <laughs> Shell. <laughs> We were true, and we have a special guest today. Who's our special, special guest? You want to introduce yourself? Ed. Ed. You see how cool he said that? He's not that cool in real life. Ed. Ed's wearing a hat right now. It's not even like on right. It's a straw. It's hat. a straw hat, and it's not even on right. You're wilding, Ed. That's okay because we're drinking right now. No. I'm having. I don't know what this is called. What's this called? Appleton Estate. This is not an ad, by the way. I'm not endorsing Appleton Estate. I've never had this. What is this rum? Mm-hmm. It's Jamaican rum mm-hmm. And Ed put ice in it mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why he did that <laughs> I don't know why he I did that shit everything. Don't do that But not in the rum It waters down the I rum put ice and coffee but, so, but what's the point of that? I put ice in my soup I've never I've never understood the point of iced coffee What's the point of drinking cold anything mm-hmm. To be honest Cold tea Cold uh, coffee Your body isn't used cold to it Cold when you drink the hot coffee You don't get that taste I guess well, you could drink warm coffee. You don't have to be hot to burn your tongue off. Mm-hmm. I guess. But I don't like the I don't like the icing. I'm drinking it because you prepared it. And I didn't want to go prepare it and waste the rum. It's going to get watered down by the end of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to waste it. You feel me? I'm drinking Heineken. Joe's drinking Heineken, which I should have got beer, but whatever. The, the rum helps better. It is what it is. Um, thank you all for joining us. Our very first podcast, very first episode. Uh, wanted to do this podcast for a super, super long time. And when Shell said she was down, I'm like, swag. Now I have a co-host and we could all put everything together. It took a long time to put together. A lot of money, <laughs> a lot of money to put together. I'm a broke boy right now, but, you know, we're, we're doing our best. We're doing our best I hear in, uh, in Trump's America. You <laughs> <laughs> just identified the date. You <laughs> just said the date. <laughs> So current events. Current events. What's no. happening now? I don't know. You tell me. You know when that's in the political field. I don't, I don't watch CNN. That's your shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you be balling on the nah, bro. What? Undercover Republican. What? Oh, you on house crack? <laughs> no undercover man. Don't even play like that. You know they can't play like that. 
Nah, uh, he watched Fox News sli- more than nah, Trump. He's sliding through that doggone impeachment, even though everybody know he crooked. My man's slipping through that thing, bro. Yeah. And it was it was BS to begin with. Even if they did impeach him, they weren't gonna uh, take him out of office. Who are you gonna put in, Mike Pence? You know, if he was in any other country, over any other country, done and done. I agree. Done and done. I do agree. It's because it's America. I don't know. We, it's not a political podcast. Not a political. It's not a political podcast. I mean, we yeah, have I opinions on stuff, one. and y'all not going to like our opinions, but. Exactly. We ain't making no. We aren't making any friends. <laughs> I told you, Eddie, don't matter, bro. Say what you want. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't making no friends. <laughs> not one. Mm-hmm. Not a single friend. It is what it is, though. All right. What's the word of the day? Word of the day? Yeah, what's making it happen? Um, What's the word of the day? Um, that's a good question. My English brain already has a word, but I don't think it's the word of the day. The word of the day is ephemeral. I was just going to say it's probably three syllables or more. Yeah. Fact. I knew if it's, if it's coming from you, it's three syllables or more. You know how I roll. Yep. The word of the day is ephemeral, which means short, not long, or um, basically just means short. You ever seen ephemeral art? Artery. Huh? <laughs> ephemeral art, Ed. <laughs> You, you never um, seen ephemeral art? I've seen all kinds of art. Um, ephemeral art. No. No? Ephemeral art's like um, like sandcastles. That's ephemeral because the water's going to wash it away. So it's there for a short time. Like if you make rocks you, into something. You know what I associated with now that you said that and I'm thinking about it? What? Um, I can't believe you got me going into this stuff. Do it. You know, when you do small cartoons, when you do the uh, Sunday cartoons, yeah. how they used to come in the newspaper, you have the uh, big titles up top, which would be yeah. peanuts and everything. Uh, as an artist, we're all fighting for multiple frame art. So you, you're lucky if you get a one or two box art, you know, assignment as an artist speaking. Word. And our art is only fleeting. It's only good for that week. It's there and gone. Uh, which, man, you, you know you drug me into this. So I <laughs> We're not going to go, go that deep into it. Going back to your concept, that was the first thing that started coming to my mind, going how fleeting it was and how we as artists coming up, we live for that moment. Facts. And we're only, you know, on top of the world for that one week. It's true. Hoping for the, you know, following true. week to come through. True, true, true. This is why I'm not an artist in terms of like uh, canvas of like pictures and painting and stuff like mm. that. What? Mm-hmm. Even yeah. just even just writing poetry kills <clears throat> me. You know, I labor over that thing for weeks. Oh wow, man! Yeah. Word choice is so important, bro. I go. I'm not gonna do true. that. I'm not gonna do that because I can go through poetry forever. Exactly. And y'all gonna you hate know, this podcast. To a <laughs> like no one out there artists, no one out there to read poetry. Nope. So like crowd is like turn channel. Y'all gonna hate this podcast if uh-huh. I do that. Um we're gonna make a or we're gonna start a little somber, obviously because Kobe died unexpectedly in a helicopter crash. I heard it while I was at um a camp. By the way, um we're expecting a pizza. So if you guys hear the doorbell, we're in the living room right now. So if you hear a doorbell, it's because it's the pizza, and we're going to eat the pizza. Just, just a little uh, disclaimer if you hear the doorbell. Um, but yeah, back to Kobe. He's um, I didn't think it was real when it first yeah. started. When I I saw it, I'm like, nah. And I'm sure everyone had the same. I mean, everyone had the same reaction. Yeah, Kobe Bryant. It's Kobe. He's a legend. He seems um immortal. Yeah. Right. All our legends seem immortal. If LeBron died tomorrow, we'd be like, no, no, that's bullshit. Yeah. It's LeBron. But we're all just human. 
And when I saw that, the first thing I thought to myself, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna do what I want. I'm just gonna do what I want now because especially is, how young, forty one, forty one, retiring at forty one. That's everybody's dream. Retire wow. early, man, and, and spend time with your right. family. Forty one, retiring, able to go into other businesses. I'm trying to retire at thirty five. You know it. You feel me? <laughs> I'm trying to do a Drake. Drake trying to retire at thirty five. Mm. I forgot what song you said it in, but man, that was so tragic. And you know, what? I'm not even a Laker fan. Or the biggest Kobe fan, but the impact Kobe had. Agreed. You know, he spoke Italian, oh, fluent wow. Italian. So even uh, the soccer world or football world, however you want to say, even though it's football and America says soccer, I don't know where they got it from. But <laughs> Stop even, I'm just saying, it's true. Um, true. But even the football world loved Kobe. AC Milan did true. a tribute to him because he spoke fluent Italian. True. He was well traveled, well educated. Well, Lord have mercy. I'm well. telling you. He was. He was. It's Kobe. No, he said well traveled. Yeah, absolutely. That's how you say That's it. That's how you say that, Ed. He traveled a lot. <laughs> he went places. He did things. He was well traveled, Ed. But it's it was a devastating loss for all the nine people. Mm-hmm. And it was Kobe and his that's what hit me the most, his daughter. Ouch. Daughter. Thirteen year old daughter. That one hurt me. I was thinking about that. Imagine <sighs> It makes you. It makes you Man, feel your own mortality. What? I, I, yeah. I got to add to this. I think one of the things I heard someone say, and you know, when when you're talking in a group, right. you're thinking that one thing that nobody wants to hear, mm. and then one person says it, and you're like, "Yep, exactly, exactly." That one thing that one person said was there was nine people in the helicopter, nine, but everyone's talking about one. Mm. Oh. You don't think that person's family who's not mentioned Correct. is home crying and hurting just like, you know, that other person's wife or Perfect. whatever. So that was something that I thought of. But you don't really say it in a group because right. you don't know how people react. And everyone now is so politically charged that they're going to go, oh, is this because of this or, you know, so someone said that and I thought about it and I actually tried to look up some of the people that were with him and um, I don't know if it's true or not but I heard look up the names now yeah it was kind of like parents kids or her friends or like you know just it was a a private helicopter so it wasn't you know commercial Right. And it's not like this is the first time he ever rode the helicopter. Yeah, his they said he actually took his helicopter to avoid traffic. Right. And that's well, I saw a video yeah. and man, maybe I'll link the video in our description. I saw the video where he had described why he uses the helicopter. Mm-hmm. Because he's always he's always late to um pick up his daughters from practice mm. and his wife would do it, but he wanted to do it because he wanted to be in his daughter's lives and his daughter's uh basketball life and see how she he just wanted to be a good father yeah essentially so he thought the fastest way to get there you know what let me take the helicopter yeah he took it it worked out so he just kept taking the helicopter they just happened to be wow. well, not today but that, that day time. just happened to be like they extremely did. tragic and they said um i forgot where i heard it from they said that pilot had really no business going up in like the fog because mm-hmm. he couldn't see and the 
the control tower couldn't see him to tell him yeah. he was that, like... That helicopter, um, what I heard was that that helicopter was not equipped mm, with, um, I forgot... The black box? Initials. Well, oh, no, no, that too, but the there TAs, was... So. Yeah, it was some initials that actually tell him, you know, the terrain and how high he is or mm. from the mountains or whatever. And I just can't imagine the last thing you see is mountains. Yeah. You know, and then the helicopter pilots just... Yeah. Yeah. And it's Very tragic. Super tragic. Um, we send uh, our best regards to Kobe's family, friends. Had a young all baby. Of, um, all the other victims' families. Hold on, give me, let me look up their names real quick. So I found the names. So okay. we have Kobe Bryant, yes. 41 years old. His 13-year-old daughter, Gianna Bryant. 13? 13. Yeah, she was 13. And then he had Gianna's basketball teammate, Alyssa Altabelli. Yeah. Alyssa's father, John Altabelli, baseball coach and the Orange Coast College coach. Orange Coast College. Alyssa's mother, Carrie Altabelli. Christina Mauser. She's a basketball coach in Harbor Day School that uh, Gianna attended. Uh, Peyton Chester, middle school student. Sarah Chester, Peyton's mother, wow. and Azra Zobayan, the pilot. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy, crazy, yeah. crazy. I do think that was good, and I think that was deep what we were just talking about. And, and, and I think why it hits, when you're young, you don't think about death because you feel immortal. And as you get older, to be immortal. it that swaps. Is, yeah, know, I, it swaps from a young age. I'm one, I want to be immortal. I want to live forever. I do let not, me ask a question. When did to. you realize? And, and this is figuratively. When did you realize you were not immortal? When did it kick into you that? Oh my God, I could die too. You know when that kicked in? When um, I would say my first accident, but not really. Whoa. Because in my first accident, I was. You know how. You know how like uh, what the heck? You know how like in the movies, um, yeah, it's recording. Sorry. No, you know how like in the movies when um, uh, when they have like an accident and it's like slow mo. Yeah. You see everything. That's exactly how my first accident uh, felt. That's how mine was too. It felt exactly that way, and you're weightless. It was slow motion. Yeah. It's slow motion. You see, because I saw the car coming towards me. And it was slow motion. Yeah. And I'm just like, he's not going to stop. Nah. He's not going to stop. Nope. And I braced myself against the steering wheel. And there's nothing you can do about it. What what happened? Just give me a quick overview of what happened and then what you went through in dealing with death. Well, for me, I hydroplaned on the, on the, uh, going into the highway because I wasn't on the highway, but I was going into the highway. I don't mean to talk about that. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was going onto the highway and then, I tried to brake. I guess I was going too fast. Mm-hmm. I tried to brake. Car hydroplane spun around. The front hit one of the uh, the side thingies. Boom, and then spun around again. Did the back hit, and then spun around again, and then the back hit again, and then stopped parallel on the road. So I had to, like, what's crazy is the car turned off, but I was able to turn it back on and, like, drive it straight and put it on the side. The My seat broke, so I couldn't put the seat back because I right. banged back on it so hard. My seat broke. Um... My glasses broke because I sat on them in the prescription glasses. I was really upset about that. My glasses, uh, they didn't break. They bent. They bent. I couldn't wear them anymore. Um, Did you have the realization of death? <sighs> or or at least realize I'm not you're lie not? I'm not going to lie to you, Ed. I was, 
man, it's gonna sound wild to say. Listeners, please don't think I'm like morbid or anything like that. It, it, it was all right. What? It felt cool because like what? Because when I was like, um, it was I was just like weightless. Because when I when the when the steering wheel like lost control, I'm like, oh, I can't do nothing about it. I can't control the car no more. So I just let it go and I just let it do its thing. And I just banged on one side, banged on another. Like, I thought I was going to fly over, like, into the trees. I was, was prepared for result? that. What was the end result in your, from that experience that that stays with you from that? Do you feel that you're upset about that you didn't fight or that I fear death a little less because I had a close call and I could deal with it? Um, I don't know if I fear death a little less, no. but now I'm just a little bit more cautious on the road. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I pay attention. You know, I'm already a little paranoid, Ed, but I pay attention more, especially yeah. on the road. Like, I'm a little more hesitant to switch lanes if there's a car too close to me. Like, I'm a little more, um, like, I pay attention to other cars more right. often because they be doing some BS on the road, especially in Florida. Boy, you have to practice defensive driving. Low key, that's the thing. You have to practice defensive driving. Yeah, especially if you've been in an accident. Yeah, you know it's not about you. It's about everything else around you. Around you, because there are times when I've been driving, and what saved my life was defensive driving. Mm -hmm. Because the person in front of me decided they wanted to stop. You know, for whatever reason, I don't know. But defensive driving saved my life because I didn't hit them in the back because I was able to either know for a fact without looking to my left or right that I could change lanes and no one was there. Because I and I don't know if it's like intuition or but I always when I'm driving, I always know that there's something on my left and my right. What's in front of me, what's behind me. And so if something happens, I'm always able to change lanes mm-hmm. and know that the car behind me or to my right was yeah. just far enough to me to just swerve. It happened tonight when I was coming here. Um, Did you feel I was driving a that? truck? No, I actually my thing about death is I spiritually. I don't fear death, Whoa. but I want to live forever. So spiritually, Whoa. it's not that I fear death. There's two sides to it because my first side is going, I believe there is something after this, this life. Like there's too much energy in people. Right. And, and there's too much spiritual stuff in, in the universe. There's too many things happening in the universe that's connected for me not to believe that there is something we go to a better place or so you don't fear there's more to it. Or, oh, or I fear have... death, but I want to live forever. And that's why I fear death. But I don't fear death because I want to see what is beyond. Right. So it's almost like you want to have what? your cake and eat it, too. Exactly. So like you want to see what's beyond, but then you're like, mm, nah, like if it's not that great, I'm let, me come back. let me come Actually, back. Like, if, there was, if there was an option of going over and then, like, nah, I'm not happy with this. Okay, let me go back. Do you yeah. fear the unknown? No. Whoa. Because that's why it's unknown. I want to know. Right, right. I want to know everything. You, I'm how like, can you fear something you've never seen? I'm like... Easy. That's what we teach. No. No. That's no, what no. risk is but about. That's, oh, you know what? That's what makes human human beings human beings. Because there's two sides of human beings where there are those humans that believe, well, we're just supposed to be here and be like this and... That's life. Right. And then there's the other part of humans where we're like, uh, you're the sheep. Right. And we're the wolves. But 
then what stops the wolves from becoming, I want to say, killers is mm. that empathy to go, you know what? Maybe I'm a wolf so I can protect the sheep. Right. Okay. And that's why you have people that do what they do. That's why when you, you ever had the, the conversation with someone, you go, man, that's why I can't be rich. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. if you were, if you had Bill Gates money yeah, and you're going, what would I do with it? If you can answer that question what in steps, if you can go, this is what I do, this, 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 and this. Okay, you're a wolf. You're meant to protect. But if you're like, man, I'll rule the world and I'll take a- Why? Facts. You know, why? And and you got to figure those people are probably honored to go, yeah. hey, Kobe Bryant invited us to fly in his helicopter. Fact boy. You know? And, it, it and then their family now is probably, I don't want to say they're blaming him, but yeah, they're going, oh, you know, because- I think when that something like that happens, a person's mind. You're just trying to find, trying, trying to make to sense, make of, sense it. of it. Right, 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 right. And so they're now blaming this this person who's died or his family and go, oh, it's because he's rich and this is why, you know, we went. Well, the easiest emotion to go to is anger. Facts. Yeah. That's yeah. the easiest emotion to go to. That's so the first you instantly one, right? want to find someone to blame. First you get sad and then you get angry. Yeah. Because the person's not here anymore. That's the person you love. That's the person so, you know, spent your days with. And I think once you get with. past that anger and you finally, or what they call the classic five stages of death, and people who are mourning goes through it also, once they get to that point of acceptance. Oh, no, yeah. I, I, I went through that I just, recently. It, it's the yeah. insight, the, mm. the turning it into yourself right. that stands out to me. Yeah. You know, that feeling of mortality, how young he is and mm-hmm. yeah. all this potential and death don't care. Nope. What? Death is out there. If, if death's got a job to do. If y'all never knew death didn't care, yeah. this is death it telling doesn't. you does not care. Yeah. Oh, death you're a fan? That's a job to I don't do. Care. Okay. Oh, you love Kobe? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't matter. It's like I'm here to check in some names and mm-hmm. I'm sorry he was on the list. He's on the list. But I gotta do my job. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you think about that with your own family members, too. I mean, Ouch. you know, I know for me, it took a while before I grieved. And I don't deal with death of family very well at all. Mm. Some people I'm not close to, I may not register the grief. Mm. But people I'm close to, the grief, it, it, it takes time to register for me. What do you mean? Like who? Uh, my grandmother. Like, I'm still, 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 still crying sometimes a little messed up by it just thinking about mama yeah you know i i have certain things like me and my sister were talking the other day and i was driving home and i don't know what had me thinking about how i was at a gas station getting air in my tire and i call my sister and i'm like i'm about to cry because i'm thinking about mama she's like mm-hmm. it happened to me yesterday i See? saw this old lady in the store and i was following her around because she looked just like her mm. and i just i just want to make sure she was okay and you, just little things can snap and, and put you back in the mind of certain things, yep. you know? You know, so, well, I don't actually, I don't know how to say this. The last time I cried during a death was when I was in college. At that time, I was like president of our Christian club, which is another story I'll hear another mm, time. Gotta hear that. I was president of our Christian club, and one of our uh, members died. Uh, she was a special person. Um, she had, man, I don't remember the disease she had, but she had a hard time. She had a hard life, yeah. but she was always, she's always like, it's, it breaks my heart to see people like that go. Cause they're always like the brightest one in the room. And they're always the one that's like smiling all the time. She was dope. She was super cool. When I heard she died, terrible, hurts. terrible. And it's not because she died Why? that I cried is when I saw her dad cry. I cried 
Because seeing a man cry is different. I don't know. I'm not trying to say women cry all the time, but it's like, it's like I'm used to it, right? We're not, it's not accepted for us to cry. Not always. Correct. But when I saw, because we were like, the family was like in a line and everyone came, shook their hand and hugged themselves, like brother and sister. And everyone came, shook their hand, all that jazz. And then I hugged, I hugged her dad and he started crying. I'm like, damn it, he got me. Mm. And I started crying. Yeah. It hurt because that's his daughter. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter what she was, no matter what she looked like, matter. this is daughter and his daughter's gone. Her, her mother like this. tapped me on the shoulder like, you, you keep the spirit. I know you're strong enough. Wasn't. I lied. <laughs> I told you it was. I lied. I, lied. <laughs> I was crying. I'll t- tell you this much. <laughs> Death has a special relationship with the living. Mm. Because death delivers wisdom. Mm. Death makes you think twice. And brings reality to your doorstep. And it forces these thoughts you don't want to deal with. And I, I do totally agree with that in the sense of... Um, but here's, the crazy thing is that we, we spend, like, majority of our life avoiding death. Avoiding death. Yep. It's, it's, it's inevitable, right? Yeah. But you're not going to jump off a cliff if you don't... You know what I mean? If you don't feel like it. You ever had a, a moment where you thought about somebody who you haven't thought of mm-hmm. in years? Mm-hmm. And then you find out they died. Oh, that happened to me. Yeah, that happened to me. Dang. And I was like shocked, shocked. Why is death always shocking to us? Why I feel like we should be used to it? Because we can't accept that the price of life is death. Death, right? It's a blessing and a curse at the same time. No it's one a- wants to know the end, but we all want to join us in between the birth. Yeah, coming to the end. See, yeah. but that's the thing. This is from for me as 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 a person. My thing is I want to know. Like, I do want to know. That's, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to live on, but I want to know as mm. well. So, again, it's like having your cake and eat it, too. Like, right. I do want to know what happens. Like, you ever had surgery and they put yeah. you out and you wake up and you're like, what the heck? Yeah. yeah. I don't remember anything. I've never had <laughs> surgery, but I know exactly what you mean. Yes. I know what she's saying. And it, it sucks because I'm like... I wanted to experience something right. and nothing happened. Yeah. And then you think, so, you know, one of my biggest fears of death is actually death dying. And then there is nothing like mm. after you die, it's just black. We're doing all this stuff on earth. Yeah. And that often hurts nothing. Dreams. That sucks. When you have a dream and deal with death, you get scared because that hits you. It hits yeah. you like a ton of brick. Going, For sure. What if it's just blackness and nothing? I can't right? see anything. Yeah. yeah. Is that, that why we cling to religion? Is that why we cling to God? Yeah, religion to? is all about hope. Yeah. Safety, right? But religion. hope is like, I don't know how to describe hope. Hope is tragic in a way. I agree, but it's needed. It's critical. Yeah, for sure. 100%. It keeps people going because yeah. I think that that is what the church is. Church is hope. Mm. The church is hope for people who have at some point in their life mm. lost hope and either they're still trying to find it mm. or it was so hard to get hope, they need help to get mm. hope. You know what I'm saying? Because there's people like, I'm not saying I don't go to church, but I haven't been in church in a while. And for me, like when I went to church, obviously it was my parents, but I realized this is just not for me. Like, I have a belief. I, I, I don't need reassurance of my belief. Yeah. 
You know, I don't need someone to tell me that this is it. So I was able to distinguish between different things and choose. I don't have a lot of big beef with church. My church is family. So mm. I think everybody's driven by different things. I feel you. Yeah, my, mine is uh, family. By the way, listeners, this is also not a polit- um, religious podcast. We just kind of no. went this way. <laughs> we went this way. We yeah. just kind of went this way Let's because it's talking about death. We can shift back. I didn't mean yeah. to start all morbid for the first episode. Yeah. No, I, I think it's kind of cool to go into this because it exists. It's something that relates to everyone. Right. It relates to absolutely everyone. Mm. Um, I like what Shell said. Shell came up in a religious environment and came out of it. Me, my foundation Everything is family. You made it sound like I was in a cult. I was not in a cult. <laughs> the cult she was in. <laughs> when they all put on those sneakers and yeah, sat right? in that bed and waited for that UFO to go oh away. Yeah. She was the only one that got up and ran no, out the room. Whatever. I grew up no, I grew up Roman Catholic. Mm. So like the Pope was Roman Catholic? Roman Catholic. Okay, yeah. Anybody want to fill us in? Why did you say Roman Catholic? Because, because it's a very distinct I don't know another black person that was raised Roman Catholic. That's what Everybody down here is Baptist. We in the South. But that's the thing. If you black in the religion, you Baptist. I guess. The only people that are Catholic are not from America. When I immigrated to America, and I actually, as a as a young young youngster, (laughs) teenager, I actually (laughs) we call it a jet from (laughs) Pitney. If you're from Florida, you know that term. Uh, If you're from Florida, it's a jet. Yeah. So from my picnic. And I came here. I went to, I, I, I found a church that was Roman Catholic. I went to the church. Oh, that's the pizza. Oh, so. Y'all got us messed up now. We're taking a break. Pause. <laughs> Pause. All right, we're back from break. And that pizza was flame. I forgot the name of that, uh, of the store. We're not going to say it because we're not advertising it. But the pizza was flame. Um, we were talking about you being a Roman Catholic when we left, right? Yes. All right, we don't, we don't have to go into that. It's, it's gotten too morbid. Already, so we're gonna go ahead and settle that down. Um, but to close everything off, rest in peace to Kobe and um, all the other victims of that tragic um, helicopter crash. Moving on, while we're on a break, we're talking about uh, Ed gave us a scenario about if we had made 20,000 a month, right? (laughs) This man, Ed Wilder, if we made 20,000 a month, what would we do with it? And I told Ed that I would quit my job and work on my crafts and travel the world. So did Brittany, so did Shell, so did Trey. And Ed doesn't get it. Like, why would you quit your job? Why don't, what, to do, what don't you get, Ed? I think we should all move into a two-bedroom condo. I think you need to relax. Yes. <laughs> two-bedroom condo you do know, by the beach. You do know $20,000 a month is like making $240,000 a year. Come on, exactly. Bro. So... So let's just live No, humble. but technically, if you don't have to work to make that, and that is the mean income of a person in America to live comfortably, that's like middle class, technically. Facts. Okay. Which is ironic. Yes. Right? $240,000 a, a year really is not a lot. Think of, I mean, a house, a, a cheap house, okay, is about $240,000. So. See, what makes my situation unique, yeah. the woman I love. She's humble, just like me. Ed. We will move into a small, maybe two-bedroom. You know, our son is grown. 
So we'd be happy by the beach in a two-bedroom condo, one room for her, one room as an office. We would share together. And see, my scenario, (laughs) my scenario is I would build a castle and I would bring each brick from a foreign country because that's just how I roll. Our light bill would be so low. (laughs) No insurance, you know. We'll stay home, but we'll have maybe two small vehicles, a Tercel for her. Smith said Tercel. And maybe a Saturn for me. Make those anymore. You didn't even say Tesla. No. Tercel. Well, she was interested in a Datsun. A Datsun. And I told her, I was like, no, we don't need to be on that level. We can step our game up a little. A Tercel would do fine for her. You know where we also don't need to be? It has to be used. You know where we also don't need to be, Ed? On this Where? topic. In a condo. Exactly. <laughs> when Shell wants to be the castle, I want to be at a 4-3. 4-3? 20000 a well, month? Well, okay. Well, if it's just me, I'll do a 2-2. Yeah. 20000 <laughs> no, a month? Come yes. on. 2-2? Two, two? Yeah. One you room need for an office. office. One room for myself. We could donate you a certain amount need, every month see, I to need, charity. No, I need a sewing room. I need a room for my pets. Nah. I need a room for my clothes alone. It's not that deep. If it's not, just, well, yeah, if I have the right. master bedroom, it's not like it's going to be like a regular man. You mean 1,600 square feet? It's going to be a little more. I mean, 1,600. I guess 1,600 is cool. 1,600? 2,000 square feet? No. No. If it, But I'm saying, if it's just me, I'm going to have the like the fattest tutu ever. <laughs> it's going to be mad space. Would you have a pet? Nah, I don't do pets. I was thinking about a tortoise. Yeah, I don't do pets. No, thanks. <laughs> I don't do pets at all. I'll do, I mean, I mess with other people's pets. <laughs> so like children. Yeah. Like, like I'll children. watch your children. I watch other people's until children. Until you are ready to go. But as for myself, nah. Nah, you The only problem I have with a castle is it's scary. You know what's funny? What? Ghosts. You know what's funny? People break it in. It doesn't matter what problems he has with the castle. <laughs> He's not going to be in it. He's not going to be in it. <laughs> like, I don't give a damn about his problem with the castle. Break my brick from Europe. Exactly. I have one down here in Miami. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> you don't have to be there. My okay. woman was staying behind me. I don't know who this girl Shell is. Okay. Her hopes are way too high. All right. Hey, hey, hey. All right. Pete, Pete this. What is your ideal home? Let's say you make that 20K, right? Okay. Ideal. Ideal. Honestly, yeah. I would get one, uh, a home in the, a house. Sorry. House in the city. Uh-huh. Wait. And a, whoa, whoa, whoa. And a home in the country. Okay. So what's the difference between a house and a home? A home is somewhere you can relax. It's your sanctuary where you let down, where you're doing what you love. Right. That's a home. Right. A house is somewhere I will dwell. To help me to do what I have to do in the city in order to make money to take care of my home. Mm. Now at twenty thousand, I'm an entrepreneur, entrepreneur by blood. So obviously, I will use my money to launch another business. Business is stronger in the uh, city as opposed to the country. My country home would be for relaxation. Mm. My city home would be for me to do business or whatever. Now at twenty thousand a month, with that guaranteed to me. What I would do is where normally I'm, you know, pushing five, seven days a week. It would allow me, I'll work a lot of stuff remotely if needed from my home in the country and come to the city when I'm needed. By having a property in the city, I kill two birds, one stone. 
They, All right, I'm gonna stop you right there, Ed, because you're saying a lot about nothing right now. Oh yeah, that but fits it's okay us. because it fits the podcast. Correct. <laughs> I was listening to you, but you were boring me because yeah. all of that don't means nothing. travel. All that means nothing. You're travel. St- you're still yeah. That's you're in the, oh, y'all in the city. What are you doing? City and country. Nah, bro. I like both worlds. But that's I lo- cool. I love the city because of that's to cool. But you're still talking about work. working. What? what? Well, because because honestly, there's a difference between you know working for someone else and working for yourself. Right. Even when retired. I want to work, but right. I want to work for myself. Mm. I want to work for my dreams, like I have done, I think and you I have don't to, currently try to get I think, to. I think you need to reword that because the way you say it is not actually what it is. Okay, you're saying I I want to work. No, that's not the same as I want to start my business or run my business because that's yeah, what you do. I'll you run your then. business. You're not working. You're actually running the business. I the agree. business is functioning with or without you. Mm-hmm. You know, so you mm-hmm. become a part of the business. Again, like you're not working, but the way you say it makes it sound like you're going to go clock in and clock out. Right. And that's not what's happening. So when you say that, I think it it kind of it grates my nerves <laughs> Correct. a lot. It no, does. Then, like I said, OK, once again, I, I have an entrepreneurial spirit. Right. She's absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. My business is my own. And while some may see this work, it is not necessary work because I want to wake up and do what I love every day. Right. I love art. I love drawing. I love writing. These are the things I want to do every day till the day I die. Why? It kills two birds, one stone. Mm. It provides income for me and it leaves a legacy. Mm. So my objective in this life, in this life, is to create a legacy that can survive Past my children's like, children. You really have to be loved to be, re- to be remembered in a I family. Agree. If you were the average person in the family or no one liked you, you're not going to be remembered after you pass. Oh, I agree. You know, you have to be so loved that someone's like, man, I really wish so-and-so was here so I could talk to them. Yeah. You know, or. J.R. token children. Know, it's yeah. still talking about him. Well, and that's like two or three generations away because or he, more. He made the money. That has nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> it has nothing to do with it. That's what they love. We don't know. We don't know how much they loved him at all. So, yeah, I just think it, it depends on how much you're loved. You know, everybody wants their grandchildren to remember them as, oh, man, I love my, like, I love my grandmother. And. You know, I'm hoping that generations from now she still talks about. But then I'm going, I want to be talked about the way I'm talking about her. Correct. So, you know, you're trying to find that that little middle ground. How do we get here from having twenty thousand dollars a month? Legacy and leaving a legacy. Oh, and to me, it goes back to wealth. And there's something we don't really pass on anyways because we would spend it before we die <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> leave nothing for the generation well, after brick, us my brick castle from Europe <laughs> exactly exactly then I would entomb myself in it after I pass entomb yourself <laughs> <laughs> so no one else can nobody getting nobody's getting it lock the door throw in the key no church better come to my grave <laughs> I'm gonna be having chilling <laughs> Hey, brick by brick from Europe to America to heaven. <laughs> but yeah. That's crazy, man. Oh, man. All right. I, I, I want to move on because I want to talk about the um, the fair. 
And by the fair, I mean the Florida Renaissance Festival. <laughs> when is it happening? Um, it is February, February 8th, 8th yeah. through March 22nd. February 8th through March 22nd. What should we expect from that? What What is the big deal about it? Why yeah. is it so important to you? Because, Ed, it's the biggest fair ever. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Plus, I want to talk about it because we are part of the Ottomans. <gasps> yes. Who, who the hell are the Ottomans? That's a good question, Ed. Who the Ottomans? Shell, who are the Ottomans? Well, the Ottoman Empire was founded mm-hmm. in... I'm not going to go through the list. Well, no. The Ottomans were um, nomads initially, but it, it's, it is now what is considered modern-day Turkey. Mm. But it was um, one of or the largest empire, and it lasted over 600 years. 600. And 600? It, yes. 600. 600 years. And then it became the Republic, I believe, of Turkey. Mm-hmm. You know that's longer than slavery. Yeah, you know we have to think like that, right? I think like that. So that's your initial thought. Yeah. Initial thought. I'm going it's longer remember, than slavery. 1492. Thought. They do the big old Columbus thing. So and then we started coming over after that. And one day we're going to talk about where your mindset yeah. is at. Ed. We. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm the only black American here. Yeah, for sure. Forgive me. I'm Arabian, bro. I'm Ottoman. I don't know what you're talking about. Shell, what's your role in the Ottomans? My role is I play the Valid Sultan, which is the mother of the Sultan. Who's the Sultan right now? The Sultan right now is the great. Magnificent. Magnificent. Suleiman. Suleiman. So I play the mother of the Sultan. And the reason I play the mother of the Sultan is to squash any political or... um, Whatever drama that will come about, because there is a so. Would you say sultana equal to a queen? Uh, we say so only because it's a it's a festival, and a lot of um, people don't realize or know what a sultan is. Right. So when I say I am the Valide sultan, they don't realize sultan is masculine or feminine. So I add mm. the a. To give it more of a feminine feel because when it doesn't confuse the crowd. It, it kind of um, alleviates a lot of explanation. So we're not sitting there spending five minutes explaining the difference between the Sultan, female, and, you know, yeah. male. And so the wait, Sultan, this is something you did? No, this is something throughout in, in history. Got it. The Sultan, like the, the princess, you know, they're all Sultans. The princes are Sultans. And I say prince and princess because it's the Westerners <laughs> title, the colonizers way of saying things. <laughs> it's just colonizers. Ed, relax. They're colonizers. Black Panther made it okay. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> By the so, way, Trey's in the room too. Uh huh. And Trey it, is a the, Grand, the Vizier Grand Vizier Ibrahim. Last year he was Stazan. I like Stazan better. Me too. But I like Ibrahim Stazan. Is cool. yeah, Stazan Ibrahim is cool. Uh, Grand Vizier is pretty much the right hand man of um of the Sultan. And this year I decided I was kind of forced, low key, because mm, we were at out the hard weight. Yeah, man, we were at Jonathan's party, and Trey and Cole came up to us, and they're like, "We need." Uh, we need a uh, thing. What's my role? Um, 
Unix. Yes, he is the black Unix. I'm the black Unix, ironically. Um, that is ironic. That's ironic. It's because, not because you're black. Because <laughs> Jonathan's white. And Jonathan's he's white. He's the white eunuch. <laughs> it just so happens. Yeah. The roles so were happened. perfect for them. Yeah. It just so happened. Everything was reversed. It was perfect. But they just came up to us one day. And then when we were at the party and they're like, we need you guys. We need eunuchs this year. Do you guys want to be eunuchs? And I was, I was like drinking. I was just chilling. I'm just like. Yeah, sure. Why not? Let me be eunuch. That's before I realized they you like say they you crushed my to be balls. A eunuch? Huh? huh? You just said you wanted to be a eunuch. I said, sure. Why not? I mean, do you know how important the job of a eunuch it's is? It's super in important. The empire? How about the decent I mean, uh, principle of I don't want to be a eunuch? How about the decent principle of it's just a job? Yeah. Nobody wants to just be a slave. Thief, right. I mean, nobody wants to, you know, to, to be a servant. Nobody I don't wants to be a slave. Crush, I just don't want to be a eunuch. Oh, God. <laughs> I just, no, I, you just don't want to be a eunuch because they have to crush your, like, man parts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to be a eunuch. If they didn't have to do that, you would have been a eunuch. Because you're around the ladies the whole time. You help the Sultan get ready for, like, his meetings and campaigns and stuff like that. He tells you his, his, his like, Most his deepest secrets. Deepest secrets. Because he trusts Just think of, unit. um, oh, what's his name on the Game of Thrones, which I hate. Um, Varys? Yeah, Varys. the one who had yeah. his stuff yes, cut off. yes. I'm like, I'm Varys. not trying to be a eunuch. I'm sorry. I love you and everything. Be I fine. can't be a eunuch. That's okay. You're he's, fine, He's bro. not a participant anyways. We can move That's on. That's fine. Yeah, oh. you know what I mean? Down the tubes I go. But I'm the I'm the black eunuch. I changed my name to um, Hamza Faki. Ah, and I know that sounds fire, don't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ah, that's a fire. <laughs> ah is actually a title. Um, just like vizier, it's a title. Just like pasha, it's a title. Yes, last year I was a pasha, but this I decided to be um, a eunuch, so I ended up being ah. And I take care of the harem, which is like all the wonderful ladies. Um, and let me uh, clarify what the harem is. The harem is not like a whorehouse. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it wouldn't matter if it was. I ain't got no balls. Not the me. harem is where the Sultan's family lives. Right. It was just that there was so many mysterious things that happened in the harem and no one was allowed in the harem except the black eunuch. Right. Um, but it is where the Sultan's family, his mother, his his sister, his wife, his sons, um, boys were allowed to live in the harem, I believe, until they were of a, of a certain age. Were they eunuchs? No. No, 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 no. Not everyone's a eunuch just because they're in a the harem. Okay. They're boys, the sultan's sons, uh-huh. who would then become either murdered or become the sultan. Right. They lived in the harem until they were of age to go out and do different things. So that with that, that's what the harem was. But there was so many mysteries behind it. It was just, you know... People were just making up rumors about it. What was the significance of the identification of black and white eunuchs? Well, the black eunuch would be within the harem, and he'd be he'd help the ladies take care of themselves because um, the ladies were educated. Hold on, the ladies were educated too because they could do math, um, whatever they, it was. They, but they, they were they were educated. They were educated. Right? The women were educated. The oh, white eunuch so. is like the barrier before the harem, so he would protect like. Where the harem, pretty much, yeah. he'd be like the the guard. He would also have his like man parts crushed because he's all still around the women, and you don't want like the sultan to have a child and it comes out looking like the white eunuch. It ain't gonna end well for my man. Question: Could a eunuch be promoted to, let's say, um, a, a, a guard or you're a eunuch? That's it. That's it. Because you're a slave. 
You're still yeah. a slave. Wow. You're just a high-ranking slave. Got it. <laughs> Essentially. Understood. But, I mean, we more like a, 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 a special servant. I don't so want I know your guards are janissaries. Right. Are janissaries I, eunuchs? I do be- no. no. I do believe the black eunuch ended up becoming more powerful than the white eunuch at some point mm-hmm. in history. Oh, wow. I think it was late in the later 15, like 1590s or something, the white or the black eunuchs became more powerful as far as um, their standing right. within the okay, empire. Okay, so that, that was a title. So I know that blacks back then in Europe were called Moors, or, or I'm sorry, no. there were black groups that carried that title, and they would uh, uh, call them that. Mm. Um, blacks, what is the relationship of blacks in the Ottoman Empire? Damn, that's a good question. I don't know. I have to do research. I have to do research. Got it. I never thought about that. You know, I'm just wondering because if they went out of their way to have blacks, and I know when we're talking about Middle East, the title Mm -hmm. Middle East didn't come around to like 1929. Before that, it was just, you know, Africa, the end, Africa. All it was (laughs) Africa. So I'm going, when did this racial imbalance appear and what distinguished white from black? And this goes back to a lot of historical things is that a lot of history was lost. Okay, a lot of history was lost with colonization, with the Dark Ages. And the Ottoman Empire was, I think, to me in research, one of the things I found out a lot of their um, history was lost. Wow. Because it just wasn't recorded. I agree. And I that, never that saw it in history. It just but... wasn't recorded. So I forgot, um, even the founder of the empire. Um, up until a certain point, nothing about him was recorded. Mm. And then after so many years, they started recording certain things. Like, that's pretty much when history started. So that's history for anybody. It's just like black history. Mm. We don't know anything about Africa, but they keep trying to send us back. You feel <laughs> let, let me ask a question. What made you all interested in the Ottoman Empire instead of, let's say, an African empire? Because we're black. Mm. That's exactly uh, why. So because you're black, you mean you're interested in the Ottoman Empire instead of an African nation such as the Zulu? No, because we're black, it is very limiting Got it. to go, hey, we're going to do a black empire or a black, you know, representation of something. Like you're limiting yourself to being black. Right. You know, you're okay. limiting yourself to say Africa because then, yeah, we can learn about Africa, which, you know, we, we learn about Africa, but then we can't invite anyone else in without going. You have to be a specific person. You got to tell me a backstory right. that makes sense and fits into this. And blah, blah. with the Ottoman Empire, they conquered so much. You can come from any country within the empire mm-hmm. and it still makes sense. Mm. And you can be there and you could be whatever color you want to be and go. I'm from here. Why? Because they had some of Africa. Do you, you consider know? them Africans? Who is them? The Ottoman Empire, those within the Ottoman Empire. Do you consider them African? Remember, the title Middle East came in, in the 1920s. No, they, they didn't come from Africa. They came from, um, I want to say, like Anatolia. Got so it. he came, he was in, they were nomads that basically, mm-hmm. you know, traveled, I want to say, south. But Africa was way down there. And it's just that they conquered so much. Understood. They were open to religion. They were open to different cultures. So the thing oh, was, what, what made them what made them so special? What made them to me last so long was the fact that when they conquered, they didn't convert you. You didn't have to convert to uh, Muslim. Whoa. You could keep your religion. Mm. A lot of the Janissaries, all the Janissaries, were young Christian boys. Christians, yeah. So it wasn't like you had to come that. in. 
the slaves, the eunuchs too, right? The eunuchs in the yeah. in the harem. They were Christian. Yeah. In the harem, almost. I mean, the women were slaves. They were captured. Yeah. And brought into the Ottoman Empire, so they weren't. They didn't. They weren't Muslim, and Muslims do not believe in enslaving other Muslims. Can I ask an open question in the sense of? Please define a definition of slave in the Ottoman Empire because you we a have servant. a, You're a, a servant. You're a servant. You get a pay. You get paid. Right. But again, I think it's not the same as in America. No, nothing is like the same in America. Got it. Yeah, no. They, Everything in America is different. Wild, wild, different here. By the way, I only brought this up just to say the fair was great. I didn't think we were getting to just like historical tirade. Because he started asking questions. I know he did. Which it's, he it's, does. It's, it's, it's mo instigate. It's as if well, he loves asking deep-ended questions when I just wanted to be surfaced. Just you know, the other night, you know, this man made me go into my whole like self, inner self. <laughs> like I wasn't ready for that. I was trying to Tell build my PC. It. I was just trying to build my PC. This man Ed had me. It's like a therapy session. We're not like, going into it, it. We're not going to it. Don't listen to him. I'm sorry. Like dang it, Ed. Why had you to come out of my myself nature. and be? Uh, it was just, enlightening, but when I wasn't ready I for that. Meet Highly intelligent and deep people. I cannot resist <laughs> learning from them. That's when a compliment I, know I these accept. Two, they are teaching me constantly. <laughs> I don't get this all the time, so I cherish it. I guess. I love, love intelligent conversation. Me too. Conversation is one of my favorite things in me. the world. But anybody, but it has to have be like it's got to be an intelligent conversation. I, I totally agree. I can't have totally like a, agree. I mean. Like, I can't have, like, a conversation with people who don't dare to think deeper. Yeah, when I can walk away with some new knowledge or wisdom, that gives me the opportunity to share it with others because mine is limited. And if I just leave my knowledge at my level where I'm just saying it over and over and not bringing anything new, that becomes boring. But that goes back to what's happening in today's society in the political stance is that a lot of people are superficial and they... It's like you have to glaze the surface with them. Got to. And if you get too mm. deep in a conversation, they want to start spewing out. Oh, mm-hmm. you must be a liberal. Oh, you must be a conservative. Oh, you must. how about I just want to talk? Facts. How about I don't care about your political view? Right. I oh. just have an opinion. This is how I feel. And we can just have a conversation like I don't swing one way or the other to a political party. I really don't. I vote for whoever is in line with my best interests. You See, know, my battle is when I. Not to go deep into politics, but when I look at politics, should I look at these people representing us selfishly and go, I want them to serve me? Or do I look at them because I've been in the military that they should serve this nation? Because mm. uh, uh, you job. got me, you <laughs> got That's not your job. job. That's not your job. Your job <laughs> is to vote for you. Their job is to do that. That's not your job. My job is not to go, man, these, these politicians should really be for the people no, that's not my job. That's their job. They're getting paid the buku bucks. Super. God okay, damn. I'm making minimum wage. Cold. And, and you're making buku <laughs> bu- bucks and you can't decide what you're supposed to do for the people. That's why you have to vote for yourself, which is mm. what's going to be in your best interest. Because at night when you're homeless, yeah. you sleep on the street. That person is going to be. Hey, we need a recess yeah. for, for three months. We got to take a, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. We need summer break. We need Winter summer break. break. Exactly. A Halloween break. And, and again, Democrats, Republican, it doesn't matter. They all, because if Democrats were for people, they'd be like, no, we're going to sit here and we're going to get this done. Until, no, they don't do that. They're like, yeah, you're right. We need that break. 
Yeah, facts. So facts. I don't believe in any of those people. And I hate when someone goes, if I say something, they're going, man, you're just a liberal. How about I'm human? Mm. How about I just want us to be alive in like 10 years? <laughs> I'd like to remind the listeners, this is not a political podcast. Not, uh, in, the, we, not in the least. <laughs> It just kind of it just kind of goes this way sometimes. So yeah. We're not afraid to talk about these topics because they're very important. Some people, and also, and I'm I don't know if y'all know this. You should know this, but voting pre- for the president is actually not the most important vote, vote. at all. The really? Most imp- what? No. Everybody. Who's gonna change your um life? Nah, not no. Nah, he's being facetious. He's being facetious. Come on, man. Um, who's, who's gonna change your life more? Who's gonna Who's gonna change your out life? Out of who? The out president. Or your governor that likes down the street. You, you know what's or your mayor that's down you're the street. You're a black American. You know we live right next to You're a black American. And here we are, others. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> this is what gets me right. with, with what America. I look, what I look for. I know what, what you look What for. I look <laughs> to the president for. Uh-huh. He is the executive. Okay. He is our protection of whatsoever. Okay. I, you're, you're correct. I look okay. to him to lead and set the example. Right. I am disappointed in who we have now. Okay, but I do look to all three branches working together to do what's best for the people because that's what make America unique. And it's not going to happen. Branches. Though. I'll tell you why it's not going to happen. Correct. We the reality is, it's not happening. <laughs> we have a two party system that's yeah, extremely flawed. The reality. <laughs> is, I will say this, and I'll say it every time. If this was <clears throat> any other country, and this was happening right now. It'll be a whole different outcome. Huge, huge, hugely. Yeah, but y'all can't throw third world and the banana republics in there. Cause, he said uh, banana yeah. banana <laughs> republic? Dude, <laughs> look, 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 man. Uh, look, look. Y'all throw those in. Are you talking about? You all know the outcome. Wait a minute. Y'all but, know but, the outcome. You mean, can we go back to banana republic? I want to know what you meant by that. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's you a know, store, Ed. Like I said, <laughs> what? Okay, y'all no. know the outcome. Ed, Ed if I'm talking? trying to buy shorts, I'll go to banana republic. <laughs> oh, my God. But Actually, no, no, I won't. They're no, what I mean by that is, <laughs> I was like, no, you won't. Right, you know how you got you got NATO and you got the little the countries outside of that or whatsoever, right? And you have those that are led by you know, um, I, I'm trying to think of a nice politically correct way to say it. Selfish people, without right, using, right, without right. using titles, like right. dictators. Like, I didn't want to use the title show. Okay, right. title. My point is, y'all know full well what happened to them. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know, you, you know what would happen. So that's what I'm saying. You know, um, yes, we do have an expectation for those that are running our country. America is not indigenous. You are we, we're not to led by indigenous ex- people. We're, we're a, a young this is, nation this, this is, this is that's, the led, thing. Uh, that's come together by immigrants. So in that sense, all three branches of our government working as one in it, the ideal is that they will do what's best for the people. And, and you're right. What politics said, it, I, I can't argue that. It uh, is biased. It is screwed up. It's everything under the sun. And I don't think we have a method or the framers to put together a method to fix it. Oh, you have a method. Once again, I go to the public, politics. Sorry. I would uh, like to remind the listeners for a third time. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is a political. This is not a political uh, podcast. It's just kind of went this way. We will uh, move on, move on. Because we were talking about the fair. <laughs> we were talking about the fair. Yes, we have to cut this out. How did they? Yeah, I'm going to edit this out. Would Ottomans <laughs> vote for Trump? <laughs> By ahead. the way, the fair is like, it's so huge, but not huge as in size, but huge as in like influence. Because first of all, it takes up the whole, what, the two months? 
Yeah. Man, the roads are packed, dog. China, if you get there too late, visitors. bro, if we get there too oh, late, yeah, I'm parking yeah. like miles behind uh, yeah. our campsite. And I have yeah. to walk like 20 minutes to the side. Yeah, he's yeah, like a two mile walk. You feel me? It's yeah. a super long walk. And plus, what I like about the fair is that the different people that are there. You know the um, the pirate dude show? The first. Yeah. I met, I saw him at a. Um, oh, yeah, you meet these people anywhere. Every, like, saw, you listen, will be in the store and see listen, them. Listen, listen. I saw him at a gaming bar in Fort Lauderdale, right? I went in and I was going by the, because uh, they have like a setup for like arcade games and then there's a bar. So I'm, I went in, I went in and then I looked to my left and I see Buddy sitting down like playing Mario Kart. And I'm like, is, is that the pirate dude? <laughs> and usually I don't go up to people because then I don't really, you know, I'm paranoid. I don't really fuck with people like that. Yeah. But I'm like, nah, that's got to be him. So I sit next to him and I'm like, are you the guy from the Renaissance Fair? He's like, yeah, man. Yeah, that's me. I'm like, are you the pirate? He's like, yeah. That's not like, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it was you, yeah. the pirate guy. Yeah, that I think it is. It it is um, like a, a I want to say close knit community, right? But also um, where everyone individually is like their own community. Facts, you know, because yeah. again, you know, like All you the said, camps, the pirate guy. Mm-hmm. We don't know his name, but well, I know his name. I yeah, we know his name now. Yeah, but it's the pirate guy. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we see certain people, and I'm like, look, it's the cannon guy. Yeah, look, it's the, the pickle you know, guy. It's the yeah. Everybody has a you know it's the name. So, like we 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 went somewhere and people recognized us, right? And it's a nice feeling because it's a good recognition. When it's a bad recognition, oh, true. it's like I don't want to know who I am. I'm trying to hide my face. See, this is why I can't go nowhere with Trey because my man's even wherever he is next to me. Oh my god! Ten people back to back come up to Trey, especially Trey. the women. The women because they don't know me. I just got to fall back and let him do his greetings. <laughs> greetings, my people. It's me, right? <laughs> I have nothing to do with praise all of the praise <laughs> you're giving to me. I mean, what, can, what else to can I say? To praise all of the praise you're giving to me. Yeah, right? to I just praise. love all the praise, but I want to praise you. <laughs> Keep the praise coming. <laughs> I so should share it. That's why I can't travel with him. I can't go nowhere with him. Uh, at the fair, I Listen, can't go nowhere. Even though I will, yeah. When you're pushed out the way, oh man, for a picture, hundred percent, literally pushing you out man. the way to take a picture with him. Can't take this man nowhere. Nowhere, Vazir? No, everybody know him at the. But the thing is, like, a lot, people come from like near or far to come to this fair because I I see friends or I've seen acquaintances that I haven't seen in ages. Correct, and they pop up at the. I'm like. <laughs> What? I'm like, yo, what you doing here? Not, and they're like, Chris, I'm like, I'm like what? Well, you never What's call me, message me or anything, but good to see you too, I guess. <laughs> but it's it's the craziest thing. I, it's a pretty dope fair. Last year was my first year, and it was really fun. It's time consuming, though. Let me tell y'all right yes. now. Yes. It is time consuming. It's a dedication. It is expensive. It's a dedication. <sighs> One thing I want, but every hobby but is every yeah, hobby yeah, becomes yeah. a part of your life. Facts. You have to dedicate some time to it. One thing true. I want to bring to the table about the uh, entire fair is that um, before the Ottoman Empire, it was more of uh, they were pushing towards a European with a slight. Oh no! Touch of no, 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 no! They're stick. They're still and, pushing towards that yeah, because they went back. And, and the introduction of the Ottoman Empire is the one thing that's unique amongst many of the. What you would see called a renaissance, a medieval fair. You see all these different names all over the country. 
But the introduction of the Ottoman Empire was so unique, it made this fair stand out more than anything. I've done a lot of research all over the different countries, looking at all the different fairs. This is the only one that has it. Mm. And not only did it have it, the, the impact of bringing this new breadth of diversity into the camp has increased ticket sales, it's increased the population that comes through to visit. There are massive crowds coming to see it because it's unique. All of the other ones is constantly the European. They either want to talk about the Dark Ages to the Renaissance or, you know, these things that we are already taught in school. What the Ottomans bring to the table is they are, have the ability to fill in the ignorance of other empires during this age. Mm. And that's what I'm learning about. Just what you all were telling me about the, you know, eunuchs and all this other stuff. And even the title of Middle Eastern, when I looked that up, that that title wasn't given to the 20s. And before that, a lot of it was just, no, it's Africa. But it was so political. It's a political title to split this off. There's so much that's hidden and embedded in this. And the Ottoman Empire at this fair is addressing all of this and bringing it to life with true diversity. That is why it attracts so many people and the crowds, the crowds. If you look at every camp that is there, no one has the crowd like the Ottoman Empire. And it's diverse. Mm-hmm. We are Absolutely. very diverse. The fairest Absolutely. stuff is Extremely black people. Where else are you going to see people. a black sultana? Never. Ruling what? strong. What? Nah. A black sultana. Every single look at every single camp function, all of them in all of America, all the queens are white. Mm. And there's no offense. I'm not trying to attack that at all. I'm just saying something that's a fact. They're right. all white. The closest you will have, closest would be brown, which is Spanish, right. which I invite to. Because yeah. Spanish, uh, remember the, the term Hispanic and all of that, didn't come out as a true race until the 70s. Before that, they were all thrown into the pot as black. Well, ever since they split that from the from the 70s to them having their own individual identity, when you talk about black, the only place you're going to see this, experience it, and have it, and our young women, daughters, need this, is the Ottoman Empire with the Black Sultana. Facts. I want you to know that Ed is dropping gems, but Ed has no he knows so much useless history. <laughs> All about nothing. Ed knows so much about nothing. He just sits there and studies so much stuff. <laughs> But that's why, but that's why I mess with you, Ed. That's what we're afraid. It's because, the rum. It's the rum. <laughs> no, and I nah, think Trey puts nah, some. You can't blame it on alcohol. Here. You no. can't blame this on alcohol. No. This is just you regularly. Yeah, that's every day. If I sat down and asked you about some, see, that's what's cool about Ed. He, he doesn't know he'll give you direction, which is great, but not all the time, dog. Like, <laughs> Sometimes I just want to go. Without GPS. God dang. But I think going back, to, going back to what he was saying with the whole Sultana thing and the black, I feel, I feel that in a lot of the Renaissance Festival, I think for me, what kind of um, makes ours a little unique is, and uh, like, there's no way to say this without sounding a certain way. Mm. But for me, because I have that desire where I'm going, yeah, I'm going to build a castle brick by brick from another country. <laughs> right. 
and I'm going to build a moat mm. and I'm going to do that because I because that's how I think when it came time to come to the festival. And, you know, even I guess with Trey, too, it was kind of like, oh, you're going to be a guard. OK, no problem. Next week. I'm the captain <laughs> of the guard. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, no, I'm promoting myself. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's like you have to be who you are. And I was fortunate enough that this festival allowed us to do that mm. because most fairs, you're limited to do facts, what, whatever facts, they tell facts, you. Facts. So I was very fortunate that this festival, you know, the people that own the festival, people that work at the festival are so generous and, and, and their judgment is sound because they mm-hmm. can look and they they're people that's been there for 20, 25 years and they're still in the same position. But I think it's because that's what they're comfortable in. Whereas when I went in, I'm, I'm now nah, I'm, I'm going to be this, right. and I'm, I'm going to do it. And so the fact that I was able to do it and I didn't need their help. Right. And they were like, okay, she's doing it. Yeah. Let her, let her go. Super you know, dope. I think that's all they're it looking for. That's what everyone's looking for. Anybody, yeah. any job, is looking for that. And yeah. so you got to think of it like a job. It took you know? off. Assertiveness. It took off for sure. By the way, listeners, you keep hearing us say this name, Trey, and y'all know who, who we're talking about. <laughs> but but Trey, Trey's one of my best friends in the whole wide world uh, who I... No, that's okay. You can smile. You can smile. Jay. I love you, man. I'm feeling it, bro. Thank you. I love you, man. Ed and Shell are Trey's parents, but really, they're my friends. <laughs> 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 I'm adopting him. I, <laughs> sorry, mom. <laughs> oh, let me tell you a sad story real quick. So yesterday was my birthday, right? And uh, very few people... I don't know. I didn't really feel the love. Maybe it was me. I didn't really feel the love yesterday. You didn't share it. You didn't share I the birthday. I guess, but, but I feel like only the people I care about would really know about my birthday. Isn't that all that matters, though? I guess. Nah. I want everybody to know. I go on Facebook, and I look at who hit like, <laughs> and I, I say, well, okay, like here's a the thing. I used to do that. You gotta do it. I used to do that, but now it's, it's meaningless because these people people I haven't talked to in like 10 years telling me happy birthday. I'm like, all right, man, thanks. Well, it didn't mean anything to me, you feel me? But my mom didn't tell me happy birthday because usually that morning before she go to work, she's like, son, oh, happy birthday. Son. I'm Haitian, by the way. My mom has a Haitian accent. My son, happy birthday. I love you, my boy. I'm like, cool, cool, cool. But she didn't say anything. I didn't feel any type of way because I'm like, oh, she probably forgot. And it's okay because she's getting older. I forget sometimes. Not I mean, not my birthday, but I forget about things sometimes. And I'm like, that's okay. She forgot. Life is life. A lot of people forgot. Because they hit me like today, <laughs> like happy birthday. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. But I wasn't tripping about that. But my little sister told me that when she realized it was my birthday, this was like, man, oh, it was like maybe like 8 p.m., something like that. I was like coming from the mall. She told me when she realized it was my birthday, she got so sad and remorseful. Or, I was like, nah, I don't know because she never forgets. She even texted me because I taught her how to text, and it's not good. But she how tries. Old is she? My mom's like forty-seven, something like that. Something like that. I'm about to I don't punch remember. Him. I'm about to punch him in his chest. Yeah, I, I would say I'm the same thing. I'm about to punch you in your heart. What's wrong with you? No, but not not that she's old. She might have just forgotten. And that's regular because she has a lot going on. Don't worry. I don't know anybody's birthday. You see? I don't even know. Oh, my dad never told me happy birthday. He don't know none. He probably don't remember remember mine. He went to Haiti on my birthday. He still thinks Trey's 17. (laughs) 
No, I don't even remember my own. It takes someone else to tell me. So I do See, understand what you're talking about. Long story short, I came home. My mom was like, son, I'm so sorry. You know, I never forget. And I'm like, mom, it's cool. Like, a lot of people, not the only one I forgot. A lot of people, I didn't feel any type of way, but she felt so bad. She was like on the verge of crying. And I'm like, it wasn't, I mean, to me, it's not that deep. But for her, it might be that deep because I'm her only son. She, right. I have uh, two other sisters by my mom and one other older sister by uh, my other mother. But um, I'm her only son. And right. I don't know why, but in the Haitian, um, Haitian culture, sons are regarded, they're loved by their mothers. Really? Like, coddled, kind of. To be honest, kind of a Caribbean thing. Is like, it? Clem was it is. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Clem was like that. Why? I don't know. I okay. can tell you, I'm not a Haitian mom. Y'all keep forgetting. <laughs> we don't know this stuff. We. we, we that we. is except that that's understood by you all, and we're like, what? It's just it's just how it is. Is this how it is in the culture? It's like in the black community how y'all try to kick kids out the house when they're like. 18. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, really? Yeah, why? That's, that's why black people don't don't. That's why we black people do not achieve generational wealth. Y'all are trying to like divide and come mm. for what? Why? That's because most of us over here don't go through a different experience than you all in the no, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. Nah. Y'all should be stronger than us because y'all. Okay, we're in the hood. Okay, that's why you should be stronger. <laughs> You in the hood. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you in the hood. hood. I'm not from the hood. Two bedroom house with five kids. You in the hood. When you they turn 18, the they got to go. up in a third world They got to go. We grew up in a third, third world country. Third world country, dog. And, and, Come on. and came here. And I went back. Yeah. Come on, I've man. been back in a minute. Come on. But. You have no excuse. None. Get it together. <laughs> Get no it together. They try to make me feel guilty for being the only oh, no, black no, American here. <laughs> but no, it's, I understand where you're coming from. I think we just need to understand how you all value, you know, the kids. Remember, that structure is not natural to us over here. So the way you all go, okay, a son is this, a daughter is this. We use a daughter like this. We use a son like this. What you all know inherently, we don't. Mm. And that cultural aspect, I'm asking. It explain. was beaten out of you. What the, <laughs> what the hell? With the sandal? <laughs> you know, with the junk <laughs> Yeah, we were freed before y'all. Uh, y'all suffer longer than us. Yeah, <laughs> see, that's the problem too. I think because um, Caribbean America, Caribbean blacks, as opposed to um, American blacks, Caribbean blacks, we fought back and and oh, fled. Okay. American blacks got hey. caught. Okay, we're we're in a bigger nation. Listen, no, no, our no, nation is larger. Those are the ones that got transported to America Correct. while we stayed in the Caribbean and fought for our freedom. Listen, yeah, but the numbers out. Oh, no, nah, Ed, Ed, listen. Let the record show that Haiti had the biggest slave rebellion. Yeah, in there history. was all. I remember yeah. in history. I, I remember y'all were on the map. We took our stuff back, bro. Y'all, had, y'all had plenty of. There were colonies. That you could have taken over. Mm-hmm. And y'all were like, nah, we'll just Lazy. stand Look, over here. And- Matt Turner tried it. It one didn't man. end well. One man. They one sent, man. They sent the one Marines man. in to kill him one and man. his people. Yeah, because someone snitched. And they put their heads on the no, fence. No, we're going Because they snitched back. on the homie. Let's go further back. Further back. Okay. You can't tell me there's, I don't know how many slaves on the plant. 200 slaves on the plant. 200 on the plantation and like five people living in a big house. And y'all can't take over at two o'clock in the morning. Two o'clock in the morning? You can't sneak. I will tell you why. You sound like Kanye. One, (laughs) they stripped away all the things that bonded us. They took away our language, our religion, Mm. our history. So they, when they rebuilt us, 
And, and, you know, based upon their beliefs, <laughs> I can't even. And, and, and use the torture techniques, and always had the law serving them. Uh huh. You're absolutely. Cr- how the hell did we end up here? I, I feel Listen, like you. Ed, this is I'm my like, feeling well, the entire podcast. <laughs> is this about nothing? This is my feeling the entire podcast. All right, we're we talking about nothing. I'm the only American sitting up here getting beat up by two people. Okay, Listen, we're sorry. We talking about nothing right now. I got a Haitian at a Jamaican beat. I just wanted to tell like, something about my mom. Black missing, slaves like, didn't fight hard enough. He was telling the story. I just wanted to say how my mom forgot it was my birthday. Thank you. That's it. That's I'm gonna sit here quietly now. Daily lives when we're talking though. I know. We can't, on the, we can't stay on the topic. Huge tangents. <laughs> <laughs> this will this will never be cohesive. No. <laughs> we need scripts. Right, people gonna right? have to people gonna have to smoke weed to make sense of this. <laughs> we need scripts. Nah, bro. We're probably gonna go off script if we had scripts. Yeah. I can do so it. So anyway. back to your mother told you happy birthday. Yeah. In the end, yeah. In the end, she told me happy end, birthday. What she was, was your really ultimate moral of this story about your birthday? Um, How did you feel when it was all over, said and done? The same. It was a regular day. First of all, I had, I spent hundred like four hundred fifty dollars on my car because I had to get my brakes changed and the rotors changed and the back. That's a damn reality check. What, what are we going into? It was my birthday. I should this be getting four hundred fifty dollars. Four fifty. I was supposed to be getting four fifty. <laughs> they took it from me. <laughs> He, he mad because he's not getting so Christmas so presents no more. Come on, you know, man. He's like, I'm grown and I still want me some toys. Yeah, I do. See? That's one thing about my mom. My mother, man, Christmas, Easter, like, I'm getting something. <laughs> I'm waiting. You not are me. not I'm a grown that. person, I didn't, but I'm still waiting. I didn't feel any different. It just felt like a regular day off because, I mean, I took it off, but I, I paid 450 to get my brakes changed. Um... What else did I do? Do you uh, expect a happy birthday? Yes. yes. Who doesn't? Except I you. Don't. Exactly. That's why I said except you. At the end. You didn't hear me because you were talking. I mean, my expectations let me person. down sometimes, but in other situations, I expect somebody to say happy I birthday. I always have my I mean, I have siblings. You I mean, I have people friends. that care about me. You don't have any friends. Why? What do you mean know. you don't, Ed? No, I really don't. Because you don't even remember your own birthday. He doesn't celebrate. True. He doesn't celebrate. Come on. We have to celebrate for you. Yeah, we celebrate Maybe. for you. you we have to kind there. of force you to give a catfish, do you? You don't got to be there. Nah, we don't have to force Actually, you to go to catfish. Yeah, you're do. right. Just go. She tricked me. Yeah, we had to. Yeah, or else you wouldn't right. I can't live like that. I Remember? cannot live like that the rest of my mm-hmm. life. I cannot live like that. that I don't is, know how you're not going to celebrate you know life. Because I was hurt. I told you, the military. The military hurt me with that boot camp. I missed all See? my holidays. I don't care. You can like, talk about your military experience some other time. Yeah. Because that's a whole nother tirade that I don't want to get into. We got to celebrate, man. You gotta celebrate you know, your lives because right. it's not it's not promise. Like what happened to the God, man? Going right back around to Kobe Bryant. Full circle. Full circle. Like what happened to the God Kobe, man? You gotta celebrate. You gotta do it. Listeners, celebrate your lives, listeners. Every second that you listen to this thing, celebrate because man, it's not promise. Not to get morbid again, but the just price saying. of life is death. Yeah. The price of life is It'd death. It'd be like that, man. And say happy birthday to your peoples that you love. Even if you forget. Even if it's the day afterwards, just give them a little, I mean, it's a little happy birthday. Hey, man, I really care about you. Kind of. Even though I didn't say happy birthday on your regular day, I'm not going to say any names. <laughs> oh, good Lord. I also didn't get one from Trey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did. In the, in the group chat. I know. I know. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> he did in the group chat. Um, I'll send that, that personal one tonight, bro. You swear? Yeah, bro. I'm gonna get. I need that personal. I need don't that that up. paragraph. Don't <laughs> up. You got it. 
<laughs> well, we want to say a happy birthday to Chris. Yeah. And um, and I'm wishing I, you many more. I keep telling people that I feel older and old people are like, oh, you're young. Right. But I think <laughs> feeling, saying that I feel older and being older are two different things. If I say I feel older or I don't feel di- any different because someone that's 10 years old will think I'm old. Someone who's 40 will think I'm young. So it's relative. Okay. But if I say I feel old, they're going to be like, oh, you're young. You still, like, yeah. I, like I have, I still have energy left to be like uh, destroyed. I'm going to tell like, you all why Crest is like this. What makes Crest unique mm-hmm. is he has what we call an old soul. That's yeah. a fact. He is a traditionalist, which does not make sense <laughs> in, 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 in our modern day times. <laughs> we are in the age of non genders, yeah. you know, equal rights, right. me too moments. He is absolutely unique when you speak to him. He's an old soul. For sure. Yeah, he, he has those traditionalist values. I mean, I'm a traditionalist. What? I'm still learning stuff from him. <laughs> also, I've had gray hair since I was 16. Yeah, I mean, he, he's I the real deal. Wise. He's the real deal. He's, I, how, what, how? Where did no, that come no, from? Hereditary. No, no. It's hereditary, no, and we're not going to get into it. No. Yeah, because I'm like, <laughs> no. how? We'll get into it. <laughs> We're going to do You're it another time, the stars Ed. in the epicenter of the galaxy. <laughs> Relax, bro. Yeah. We'll get into it some other time. Uh, I don't have anything else. Does this was have a great else? Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to A Lot About Nothing, folks. And I want to give my thanks to the host. Which is me. It's Crash. Exactly. Or the cooler. However you want to uh, think about me. I'll tell you about the story about the cooler one one day. It was an interesting experience. Uh, uh, shout out to Malloy. Um Excellent. <laughs> uh, nothing else? Shell, you cool? Yep. Ed, cool. you cool? Always. Who is uh, a fan? No, I know you cool, Ed. It's not always cool. That's a lie. That's a lie. Um, thank you for listening, everyone. Um, this is the first episode. First of many. You, you're all very legendary because you were here for the first episode of A Lot About Nothing. We talked about a lot. <laughs> it was all about nothing. <laughs> we <didn't say> shit. <laughs> When it is, you have the same amount you had when it began. Yeah. <laughs> I hope this wasn't boring. I hope you guys enjoyed yourselves. And um, uh, I'm gonna leave you, leave you with a. Uh, I'm gonna try to leave y'all a little bit of inspiration at the end of the podcast. And uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the first um, couple stanzas. Of, no, no, of Paul Lawrence Dunbar's poem because this is one of my favorite poems. And I say it to myself like every other day. Um, it's called Life by Paul Lawrence Dunbar. He has a school named after him from my, from my trip. I think there's a school something. But it goes, uh, a crust of bread in a corner to sleep in, a minute to smile and an hour to weep in, a punch of joy to a peck of trouble, and never a laugh, but the moans come double and that is life. This is a lot about nothing. Thank you for listening. <laughs>